Welcome to Hope This Morning. My name, my name is Ashley, if we haven't met before, and I'm one of the pastors here. I have the privilege of serving under the leadership of Pastor Nate. And you guys, can we just honor our leader? Come on. <laughs> Pastor Nate is the most like Jesus of any person that I've ever met. I love how strong he is, how he wants people to succeed in life, and I love how sweet he is, how he cares about people. And the person that you see when he preaches on Sunday is the same person that he is, you know, throughout the week in the office every day that we get to see. And I'm just so thankful for our leader. If you haven't met him before, we're kicking off a brand new series. Next week, it's called The Dailies, all about how God's mercy is new on the daily. We're going to be doing some fun things with that. we got hope groups coming up. You don't want to miss it. Next week, come and bring a friend. If today's your first time here, you are our VIP, and we want to honor you. Let's give it up for all the VIPs in the house. I love that you came out on this Labor Day weekend. Way to maximize your extra time strategically. We would love to connect with you, and you can help us to do that just by filling out a connect card in the seat back in front of you and take it out to the table in the foyer after this experience. And we have a gift just to say thanks for being here. If you're connecting for the first time online, you can click the link in the description, and we want to say hi to everybody who's watching online today for wherever you are. Come on. Let's give it up one more time for our VIPs. Well, since it's Labor Day weekend, summer is coming to an end. Oh, This past Friday, we actually turned the heat on in our house. I was cold, you guys. Did anybody else turn their heat on this weekend? Oh, I saw a couple hands. Okay, who waits until October? You're just like, die hard. It's a principal thing. You guys are awesome. I love your self-control. I'm like, oh, I feel a chill in the air. Is it 68? We better turn it up to 70. Get those blankets. Come on. Um, well, the end of summer means it's the end of solo. And this series has been incredible. Come on. I'm loving it. It's been all about character. And if you haven't been here for the rest of it, check it out online. Check it out on Facebook or YouTube. Man, it's been building our lives this summer. Solo cups are the official party cup of summer. We like to say that character is the cup that brings the party to the people. Come on. When you've got character, you've got capacity to meet the demands of your reality. That means life doesn't crush you. You actually crush life. you got more confidence when you have character. Are you guys excited to hear from the word of the Lord today? Come on. We're going to be talking about David. David was a man of character. And I love David because he was not perfect by any means. And there was that whole thing where he killed one of his, you know, mighty men and he slept with his wife, you know, that was bad. But he wasn't perfect, but he was progressing. You know, he started out as a shepherd boy taking care of his dad's sheep. And I love the Bible talks about how there would be lions and bears that would come after him. And rather than run away or just beat him off with his staff, they would take a sheep and he would be like, oh, no, you do not take my father's sheep. And he would pursue them. He would wrestle the sheep out of their jaws. And then he would kill the lion. That's crazy. I don't know what you were doing as a teenager, but I was not doing that. He was such a warrior that he led the whole nation of Israel to defeat Goliath. So David was still a teenager, and he goes up on the battlefield against this giant that everybody else is afraid of. He takes, you know, a sling and a stone 
and he kills him with one shot. And then he's so crazy, he grabs Goliath's giant sword and cuts off his head. That's intense. That reminds me of the Avengers where, you know, Thor goes after Thanos and just cuts off his head. Everybody's like, whoa, man, calm down. Not only is David so intense, he takes the head and he wears it on his belt. So people are going up to him and they're like, what do you, what do you got there? Oh, oh my God, that's, that's real gross, David. You know, it's probably like arteries and things dangling down. But he was intense. He's a warrior. Come on. He was such an amazing leader that he took 400 men who were hiding out in a cave. They were ordinary men living in fear, and he turned them into champions. Today's message is entitled, Calling All Champions. Do we have any champions in the house today? Come on. I see so many champions before me. David started life as a pretty normal guy. You know, his family wasn't super wealthy or anything. He didn't have any formal education. Um, his parents made him work. And one day, the prophet Samuel came to his dad's house, to Jesse's house. He's like, bring your sons before me. He's got a horn of anointing oil, and he's like, I'm going to anoint the next king of Israel. Um, so he's going to pour it on his head, you know, to say it's a symbol that God has chosen the king. In the Old Testament, kings and priests were anointed with oil. So he's got a horn, he's got oil, he's ready. He's like, line up, all right. First brother, he goes to, you know, the oldest brother. Surely this is going to be the king. He dumps the oil, and it doesn't pour. He's like, all right, not that one. Next. Goes to the next one, same thing, doesn't pour. He goes down the line seven times for seven sons, runs out of brothers, and he's like, okay, Jesse, is anyone missing? And Jesse replies, there remains the youngest keeping the sheep. They didn't even bother calling David in from the field. I mean, couldn't possibly be David. Little Dave, the youngest of the brothers? So it says, Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. I love that. David was the chosen one. Come on. It's like when Obi-Wan says to Anakin, you're the chosen one. David, you're the chosen one. The oil didn't pour for anyone else. It pours for you because no one else could get what God had for David. No one can touch what God has for you. And why was David the chosen one? What made him different from the rest? I mean, he's one of seven brothers. You know, we already learned they're pretty ordinary family. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. It's his character. His character sets him apart. It's what you do when no one is watching that gives you the ability to carry what God has for you. Your character in the field will carry you to the palace. Maybe you're making a hard decision at work right now, you know, that's costing you extra time and money, but you're like, I will not cut corners on to build this thing right. God sees that, and he's going to honor that in the long term. Maybe you're a parent, and you're sowing seeds into your kids every day, you know. The days are short. The years are long. You keep sowing, and eventually, you're going to see a harvest in their lives. You want to set them up for success in life. God sees your investment in them. Maybe you're making a principled choice to tithe on your current income. God sees that, and he promises to pour out blessing on your life. 
the investment that you're making in your spouse, in faith. You know, maybe you don't see any fruit there. Maybe you don't even think they notice. As long as you don't give up, it's going to reap a harvest. Character transcends your gifts. It transcends your talents. It transcends your strengths. It's who you are. Uh, point one today, if you're taking notes, is character is the cup that carries the anointing. Character is the cup that carries the anointing. David talked about it in Psalm 23, 5 through 6. He says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. My cup overflows. Why build your character? Because when your cup doesn't leak, your anointing overflows. Come on, as you build your character, you can carry more of what God has for you. David was anointed because his predecessor, King Saul, he had leaks in his cup. It was leaking out. He lacked character. The Bible says Saul was a head taller than everyone else, and he was the best-looking man in all of Israel. He looked like a king. On the outside, he had it all together, but when the people gathered to anoint him, nobody could find him anywhere. They're like, uh-oh. 1 Samuel 10, says, They asked the Lord, where is he? And the Lord replied, he's hiding among the baggage. Saul was hiding from his anointing. He was hiding from his purpose, from his potential, and from people in the baggage. Baggage weighs us down, and it holds us back. You might think, man, Saul's crazy, but we all have baggage, and sometimes we hide in it too. You might be thinking, well, you don't know what they did to me. I just can't get over that thing. The Bible says, forget what's behind and press on towards your future. Saul tried to kill David. You want to talk about somebody who was a victim of somebody else? But I love how David said, you know, I'm going to honor Saul anyway. And as he does that, God promotes David. Uh, maybe you're like, well, you don't know what I did, though. I just can't forgive myself. Come on, forgive yourself as Jesus has forgiven you. David made mistakes too, okay? He killed Uriah. Maybe you're thinking, I've got anxiety. Cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Maybe you're like, well, I'm afraid. Okay, perfect love casts out fear. Don't sit and sulk and stay stuck in your emotions and your baggage. Get them in line with your spirit. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Break those thought patterns and replace them. Don't miss out on your future destiny because of limiting past beliefs, limiting expectations, or old relationships that you're still carrying around with you. If anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Goodbye, baggage. Hello, freedom. Come on. We're free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Don't go back to that baggage. Don't go back to a yoke of slavery. Saul was intimidated by his anointing. Don't be insecure about who God made you to be. Embrace it. Saul had everything he needed to rule and to reign. But he did not believe it, so he didn't become it. You have everything you need in Jesus. Believe it and build your life. Learn from Saul. Believe it. Saul was a coward, and his fear crippled his reign as king. David was confident, and he crushed life with his confidence. I love it. Psalm 139, 14, he says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I love his self-confidence. Even if you don't believe it yet, 
Declare it over your life. I like the way you made me, God. I like how you wired me. I like how you gifted me. I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to be insecure. I'll build my character to carry the anointing of God on my life. I trust you. Come on. Your character goes with you in every situation. David's character carried him to the fight against Goliath. So Goliath had been taunting the Israelites. He's like, send out a man to fight me. And if you win, we'll serve you. But if I win, you serve us. 1 Samuel 17 says, Saul and all of Israel were greatly afraid. But when David heard about it, he said, verse 26, For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David was probably like thinking about those songs we sang this morning where we're like, you know, we're going against the giants, guys, come on. Everybody else is like, we're afraid. He's like, this guy is defying God. Let's not be afraid. We have God on our side. Let's go. When everybody else defaulted to fear, David chose faith. His brothers heard him talking, and they were a little bit jealous. They got angry. They said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Ooh, they're like dissing him a little bit. You have a few sheep to watch. Why don't you get back to where you belong? They say, I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you've come to see the battle. You want to see what the rest of us guys are doing. The thing you need to know is that when you step into your purpose, there's going to be pushback. And if everyone's always happy with you, then you're probably not doing anything that matters. Don't stay comfortable. Push forward. No matter what the people around you say. David's super confident. He tells Saul, your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine, this guy who's not, you know, one of God's people, will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. I love that. David's like, let's go. Nobody says it about my God. Nobody does that about these armies. Let's go. David had been training for this moment his whole life. The character that he had built in the field carried him to the battlefield. Everything in his past prepared him for his future. And in the moment, it looks like the odds are stacked against him. Goliath's a giant. He's a seasoned killer. You know, he's been doing this a long time. He had a sword, a spear, and a javelin. So he's got a lot of weapons going on. And then we have David. David's a teenager. He's never fought and killed anyone other than a bear and a lion, but no people. And his weapon, uh, he's like, well, I have this slingshot, and uh, here's some rocks that I just found on the ground. Let's go. He had character, and he had God, and that combination will take you further than experience, further than your circumstances, every single time. So verse 50 says, David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran and stood over the Philistine. He took his sword, drew it out of its sheath, and killed him and cut off his head. David didn't even have a sword. He got Goliath's giant sword. I love it. His confidence from his character, combined with God's supernatural anointing on his life, enabled him to do the impossible, to take down a giant with a tiny stone. We keep reading 1 Samuel 18, 6. It says, Now it happened, as they were coming home from this battle where David had just saved the whole nation from Goliath, 
Um, the women came out of the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul. They had tambourines and joy and musical instruments. Verse 7 says, The women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. They're like cheerleaders at a football game. Yeah, go David, go Saul, let's go. And you know, David and Saul are on the same team, so this is a good thing. But how many guys did David actually kill? One, he had his head on his belt. But the women were singing ten thousands. So 9,999 more guys than he actually killed. So on one hand, David's got all these manly men in the field complaining about him. Then on the other hand, he's got the women in the streets, and they're complimenting him. And that would be great, but they're like, wow, David's amazing. Wow. He's like this giant killer, and he killed thousands and thousands of men. They are setting him up with impossible expectations. But David didn't listen to either of those groups of people. He listened to the anointing oil that poured when no one was watching back at his father's house. He listened to who God said he was. People of character don't live to please people. They live to honor God and to serve people. Point number two today is character is not constructed by compliments and it's not crushed by complaints. Character is not constructed by compliments or crushed by complaints. Come on, people cannot touch the anointing of God on your life. The only way they can get to you is if you give them the power to do that, to cut to your core. And that's exactly what Saul does. In verse 8, he hears the women praising David, and he's jealous. Uh, Saul was so angry, and the saying displeased him. And he said, they've ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they've only ascribed thousands, which is still good, by the way. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. Saul goes on to try to kill David many times because he feels threatened by him. He was super worried about what people thought. But the thing is, most of the time, people are too busy thinking about themselves to spend any time thinking about you, Saul. Stop worrying about what they're thinking and start being you. Saul was anointed. He was gifted. He was even good-looking. But none of that mattered because people are fickle and they'll never be satisfied when you live to please them. So it's always a moving target. Saul wanted to be the best of the best. And so he got the best of the best around him. He went and recruited the strongest guys, the most valiant guys, and they became his team of warriors, which seems like a great strategy. But uh, 1 Samuel 13, 7 says, all the people followed him trembling. So Saul gets all these successful guys, and with him leading them, they become scared. So in the presence of Saul, who's insecure, who's intimidated by other people's success, who's afraid of his own success, strong men become weak. There was no room in Saul's life for other people to win. Maybe you know someone like that. You know, maybe you've been that person before. But in the presence of David, who was confident in who he was, the weak men became strong. Come on. Those are the leaders that you want to follow. Those are the leaders we want to be. David didn't go out and recruit the best soldiers. The Bible says they came to him, although it wasn't quite the best yet. 1 Samuel 22.2 says, Everyone who is in distress, everyone who is in debt, and everyone who is discontented gathered to him. 
So he became captain over him. And there were about 400 men with him. So he's like, all right, this is my team. This is what we got to work with. All right. Everyone who was in extreme sorrow, anxiety, or pain, everyone who owed money, they're like, hey, David, do you have five bucks for gas? You know, I ran out of gas on the way here. Everyone who couldn't pay their bills, and everybody who was bitter about life. Another version of the Bible says, the losers, the vagrants, and the misfits gathered to him. Drunks, lowlifes, and outcasts who were bonding over their brokenness. So he's got 400 guys. They got problems, and they're in a cave. They're hiding. They're hiding with their baggage, just like Saul was. But the difference maker, the key to their destiny, was David. Come on, the man after God's own heart. He'd been building his character in the field, with his family, in the battle, and now in the cave. And David took those 400 wimps, and he transformed them into the warriors that they really were. David believed in them. He gave them permission to unlock their potential. He looked at their problems, and he showed them possibilities. He had confidence in God and himself and people, and that confidence It was contagious. It spread throughout the cave. And those guys became mighty warriors like their leader. I mean, just listen to the exploits of these champions. We've got Adino. He killed 800 men at once by himself. That's crazy. Eliezer smote the Philistines until his hand stuck to his sword. He was so committed to the fight that his hand cramped up and it was attached to his sword. Somebody probably had to pry it off for him. He's like, no, let's kill everybody. Shammah took a stand in the middle of a field against a whole Philistine army. So in a field, there's nothing to hide behind. You know, it's like, hey, guys. But he's like, you shall not pass. Come on. He's like Gandalf. One guy in the middle of a field killed a troop of Philistines. They didn't get past him. Come on. He killed them. Three of the mighty men broke through the Philistine camp to get David a cup of water. So one day David's like, wow, I'd I'd really like a drink of water from over there. Not thinking they would actually go do it. They risked their life to get their leader a drink. I love their character. I love how they honored him. Come on. They jumped at a chance to serve the Lord's anointed. Next we have Abishai. He killed 300 men. He also killed a giant who was trying to take down King David. He said, no one's going to touch the Lord's anointed on my watch. Where did he learn that character? From his leader, David. Where did he learn how to kill a giant? From his coach, David. In 2 Samuel 23, 20, Benaiah had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. So we got Benaiah. He's walking by a pit. There's a lion in there. He doesn't just keep going. He doesn't stumble and fall in the pit. He's like, There's a lion. All right, I see possibility. Here I go. He jumps down into the pit with the lion. He kills it in the middle of winter. Where did Benaiah learn how to kill a lion? Why did he even think he could kill a lion? He learned that from his leader, David. Verse 21 says, and he killed an Egyptian, a spectacular man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, so he went down to him with a staff. He wrested the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and he killed him with his own spear. Sound familiar? Just like David cut off Goliath's head with Goliath's sword, 
Benaiah killed an Egyptian with his own spear. Benaiah did what he saw his leader do. And David's winning showed Benaiah it was possible for him too. What one man can do in the natural with God's anointing, so can another. David took the guys who were not, the guys who were outcasts, the guys who everyone said were losers, and he turned them into giant slayers. He turned them into lion killers. He turned them into who they were created to be. Our final point today is the champion within is called out in the cave. When you follow a champion, you become a champion. And right now, we are champions in a cave. We're building our character to reach our city together. Come on. We come every Sunday to this place to see what God says about our lives, about our potential, to take the limits off, to get inspired about what one person can do to level up and develop the champion within. Come on. Do you know why I follow Pastor Nate? Because he's a champion just like David. Come on. He wants to see other people succeed. He wants to see us connect to our creator. He wants to see us living our best life. And he doesn't just talk about it. Come on. He lives it. He's a man after God's own heart who lives a life of character. Let's give it up for our leader. Come on. Champions create champions. And champion living is available to everyone through Jesus. Come on, it's a life of fullness. It's a life of purpose, of peace and joy. And it's the life that you were created for. Maybe you've been building your character all by yourself, just like David was in the field. You're doing your best and things are going well. But there is so much more out there for you. David's whole life went to the next level when the anointing of God poured out on him and he discovered who he really was. Imagine if he had stayed back in that field. He would have missed out on so much possibility. Maybe you can relate to Saul today. Maybe you've got insecurity creeping up and fear holding you back. Maybe you're constantly thinking about what other people think. You don't want to make a mistake. You don't want anyone to see the real you. It's time to stop hiding. Freedom is available to you today. Maybe you come in hurting and broken like the mighty men in the cave. Maybe somebody messed with you. Your heart is broken. You've suffered a loss or been crushed by life. Maybe you're feeling hopeless and you're like, I'm barely hanging on today. Healing is available to you in Jesus. You're in the right place. You don't have to be a king like David to carry the anointing of God. When you trust in Jesus, he anoints your life. Come on. He reveals who you really are, who you've always been from the beginning. He helps you see his original intent for you. He helps you become the champion that you've been created to be.